0: uh as you guys know long time listener second time guest oh yes um so here's a few things uh here's a few critiques uh you get to, to do house. that yep. as the reigning champion that is, uh, yep. anytime you're a sec, two-time person on the podcast you <laughs> are allowed to give your critiques you get to air That's, your grievances yep, so. Yep. so uh first critique uh, in the 10 years later Oscars, which I believe was a Patreon episode. Yes. Subscribe, baby. Give it that money. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome on Jor- <laughs> a third time, by the way. <laughs> um, Jordan said that Toy Story 3 was the first animated movie that had real Best Picture buzz. That is not true. Mm. Um, it was actually up a year prior when the uh, Best Picture field grew from 5 to 10. Um, but, was the not, was, but was it up for Best Picture? Yes, it was. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> it absolutely was. Number two, another Jordan mistake. Oh, yeah. Oh. Actually, all of these complaints are Jordan mistakes. <laughs> I hate this. You, gotta, you just got to do some research. You Tighten can't just up, be man. like, I think this was a thing. Because <laughs> <it> <laughs> somebody like me listens that, and I'm just like, no, why can't I be there to correct him? Uh, so it's like a thing. I hate this. I hate this. In the Silence of the Lambs episode, yeah. Jordan said that Silence of the Lambs was, and I quote, the first Oscars horror movie. Not true. That was The Exorcist, yeah, which was fair. also up for Best Picture. I believe it won maybe an acting Oscar. That I'm not sure, but I will not say. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say in confidence like you would. <laughs> I will I will add, of the modern era. <laughs> there we go. That's implied yeah. when that's I right. say something like that. oh, so. <laughs> is it really, so Silence of the Lambs is like, We'll be 30 years old here in two years. Sounds, or Exorcist is like less than 20 years older everything than that. that so I cut what's everything the off era? The, the, It cuts off at Driving Miss Daisy was the last <laughs> okay. All right. All right. one of that old era. I was going to say it, counts, it cuts off before Jordan existed. Like everything that happens sure. before him doesn't count. He's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that theory. All right. Uh, last um, complaint. I don't remember which episode this Thank was. Goodness, I just, I just made a three. note. Uh, is, oh, never mind, it was the Nicolas Cage episode. I didn't oh, know. Oh, okay. Uh, I bet there were a lot of those because we didn't think we were going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we really just stumbled into that one. Uh, uh, according to the Nicolas Cage episode, Jordan mm. thinks that Johnny Depp started acting in, and I quote, like 1988. <laughs> um, everybody knows that Johnny Depp's first film role was introducing Johnny Depp in uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Um, mm. Got that introducing credit. I... So <laughs> you were four years off, that's a significant amount. In my defense, when I say like, that gives me a lot of flex. (laughs) Uh, The fact that I kept in a like. Sure, mm, sure. We went to the moon first in like 1990 or something. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. I cut out a lot of likes. So if I kept in a like... For a good reason. <laughs> uh, let the record show. There have been other times when I've been listening to the show and thought, God, I wish I was there to correct him. But I only started noting them uh, semi-recently, so very fair. Um, there are others, but I won't get into because I didn't. I didn't want to go back and listen to the everything else. The I only know, so. actual defense I have for the Silence of the Lambs one is that I don't care about horror movies. Oh. <laughs> You can be wrong, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. That's it's an honest mistake. I'm really gonna be kicking myself about that up one though. Yeah, you should be. That's fine. (laughs) That was what I think I actually texted you guys about immediately after I was listening to it, I was like You fool. Oh, actually I remember I did remember one more that I also talked oh, to you guys come about on. that I want to air my grievances on this one. That uh the Indiana Jones episode, yeah, you uh, guys said that nobody's favorite Indiana Jones movie is uh <laughs> Temple, of, Temple Doom. of Doom. Mine is easily Temple of Doom, it's by far my favorite. And although we knew I have that. yet to yeah I don't count you and the people. <laughs> um, that's our that's our metric for determining if someone's a person or not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let the record show I do intend I have not revisited them. I just recently bought them as we have spoken about and I want to revisit them I've only watched them once and it was like a decade ago so I, I will give you my opinion then I cast you out of my mouth I'm so excited <laughs> for you to change your opinion
1: <laughs> thank
0: you so much 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 Once again, Anthony has graced us with his presence and submitted us to another horrible '90s comedy. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back in Minneapolis. I guess you guys could say that uh, I've been staying with Tyler, so you could say I'm being—I'm uh, kind of his house guest right hey, now. <laughs> that's the name of the movie. It's the movie. <laughs> that's the end of <laughs> our podcast, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to see you. Bye. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we saw House Guests starring Sinbad and Phil Hartman. Where did you even pull this one up from? Because I had never heard of it before yesterday when you suggested it. Yes, so I was a huge Sinbad fan as a kid. Um, <laughs> okay, we're going <laughs> to put a pin in that and come back to that later. Uh, that's, that's the truth. Um, this movie, it must have... I don't know what the origins of me loving this movie was. But I know that I had a VHS tape with this movie on it. I want to say when, when I was uh, like very young. Well, this movie came out in ninety five, so it would have been when it was released <laughs> theatrically. I would have been seven. So it would have been when we were living out in the country, and it may have been even when it like first came out, and you could like rent movies from DirecTV, oh, you cool. know. And yeah. then I think we maybe just recorded off of VHS, of course. or maybe we had like HBO or Showtime, and it aired on there, and I recorded it. But I, I was somewhere along the line, I became a huge Sinbad fan, um, probably around Good Burger yeah um, classic he's good and good so there, i'd have to look at his filmography and see we're gonna have L's. to review that one mm-hmm. yeah see what else he's in so i had this vhs tape and i watched it like crazy i think this movie's hilarious i also as you guys know was a huge simpsons kid growing up so yeah by default i'm a huge phil hartman phil Hartman, incredible yeah his whole snl run is amazing yep um anything he does in the simpsons is great and the news radio i loved as a kid too oh there you go yeah um, so you were really geared was, up yeah to this the movie, movie. That was directed towards me. Um, squints from the Sandlot is The Sun. I don't know if you guys noticed oh, that also. yeah. yeah. Um, so that is another... It also know... has the principal from... Yes, Jeffrey Jones. Uh, and we're going to definitely be talking oh about boy. him. boy. <laughs> yeah, the Ferris Bueller bad guy. Yes, We'll talk about that. But <laughs> also the dad from Beetlejuice. Yes. So, I, first thing i got to ask you about this movie. Yes. Does it hold up from when you saw it last? Does it hold up from when I saw it last? Yes, because i watched it relatively recently oh, i love okay. this movie on dvd okay, there <laughs> <you> <laughs> <go>. <laughs> okay so does it hold up from when you watch it as a kid see and that's kind of hard to say because i feel like when you watch a movie like this as a kid it's just like son-in-law yeah where if you knew it as a kid i feel like it holds up in that sense yeah that like this is the same movie i watched when i was a kid and liked it yeah as a kid. for sure um so i think that it's got that edge to it. probably knowing what's coming up is yeah. probably fun. So maybe oh. I'll steer this over to Tyler. You've never seen this before. No. What, uh, how did you take it your first time? Uh, boy, this movie is extremely reliant on the likability of Sinbad personally. Like... Oh, yeah. So much of For it is sure. just kind of him talking to himself and being a personally funny guy. And then also the plot of the movie is essentially... Just solve your problems by being the most likable, funny guy. <laughs> like, do you ever notice that all of his advice he gives is just stay loose? <laughs> Literally yeah. the entirety. anything. Uh, we'll get into the plot, but yeah. essentially Sinbag ends up giving a lot of advice to a lot of stiff people. And, <laughs> and what he tells them to do is loosen up. And somehow... It works every single time, and yeah. he helps them have fun and have a party. Yeah, because yeah, they're all very serious. And much, and I think there is something to say about yeah. this movie as almost like a I want to say spiritual sequel to Son in Law, but there's a lot of the same themes. Yeah, going on. There were a few movies that I was comparing it to in my head during specific scenes. Mm-hmm. It's it's I think reminiscent it's of a button. lot of. It's kind of I'd say kind of the tail end of some of those like. 80s and 90s. I mean, it's just fish out of water type of thing. Yeah, it's so. it's got a lot of the same vibes, which is maybe also why I like it a lot. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about the plot of this movie because I'm gonna guess not many people have seen it. Yeah, who we are listening. To if you it, like me had not heard of it until <laughs> once again yesterday. I don't. I mean, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so here's the plot of the movie. I'm ready. So Kevin Franklin, aka Sinbad, Sinbad is this uh, orphan. Uh, the opening scene is a flashback. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about this. <laughs> is a flashback to like the '60s, where Sinbad is a basically a grifter from childhood, a child grifter, <laughs> uh, stealing coins out of a fountain during a school or like an orphan school trip. I don't know if like it yeah, was, like, and shaking orphanage. down his classmate. Yeah, we we know that they're at an orphanage because it's it's a uh, like a nun, nun like a sister yep. who is. Uh, and they, the trip. Like, go out of the way to be like, do you think you're the only orphan ever to be from Pittsburgh? <laughs> Which, like, he's clearly, like, in a class full of orphans. Weird line. <laughs> so then... That opening scene did not really add get much me to into the spirit of the thing. No. And by the way. I think only because it comes back, because he goes to the fountain yeah, later. Yeah, that's where he has his big epiphany. Yeah, that's really sense. the only thing it adds to it. But, so, uh, you know, he gets confronted by the nun who's watching him steal these coins from the fountain. And they you know trade verbal spars. And uh, finally he's like, "You'll see one day I'm gonna be rich." And that's basically his whole character is just, I'm gonna be rich. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna make it. Uh, I'm gonna get make a million dollars, and it's gonna give me the respect of everyone. <laughs> and he's very positive. Yeah. Despite being like seemingly a huge loser. Yeah. He's very happy and very positive. I guess because he still thinks he's gonna be a millionaire. Yeah. And it's... I think the trick that they pull on that is that he is still a nice dude, but he's taking advantage of everybody all the time, and that's sort of his flaw. Yeah. And so that's what he has to come around to. And so you can be like a cool, fun dude but also end up taking advantage of everyone which is what he's doing literally the entire movie yeah, with that's his family so all he does well not only with his family but with the mob right um, yes that that's he, right even his friend the tattoo shop owner downstairs yes the opening scene is him the only thing we know about this character is he's extremely well apparently extremely poor it's hard to tell exactly what his it seems um, like, yeah, he's got a crappy car. He's always taken out loans on weird grifts that don't end up going anywhere. His latest one is like a baseball card one. Yeah, he bought like the entire... I don't entire... understand his He logic. also buys a lot of lottery tickets. Yeah, oh, yeah buys a lot of lottery right. tickets. Yeah, he's bought this entire... Like the entire, more cards than could possibly, like he's definitely got some duplicates like in there. Boxes and boxes. Yeah. <laughs> like this massive, like old, like 90s computer box, like the old Gateway boxes that they used to Huge come in, box. like full of just packs of baseball cards. Weird, weird scam. I am pretty sure that McDonald's had to have fronted like half the budget of this movie. Yeah, he a lot of product be- placement. That is, okay, I got, we got it. St- yeah, we side. got to We're just going <laughs> to sidetrack all the time here. There is so much McDonald's in this Constantly movie. Constantly eating McDonald's, and, the, and one of the funniest things is that it's like a drug to him. <laughs> <laughs> he's set up as they think that he's a vegetarian, and yes. so he's we'll, we'll cro- get to that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I just want sense. to set up the McDonald's stuff. Yep. Is that so? He's he's always wanting other food, and what he wants is a burger, no matter what. Just a burger. Yeah, a burger. He, they go to McDonald's what like four times in this movie at least, and. Uh, <laughs> I I don't even really know what to say about it. It's There's a scene where somebody's waving around a burger, and he's just following it with his eyes. (laughs) It's that level of... I mean, yeah. yeah. If they didn't get money from McDonald's, they messed up. Yeah, yeah. So he's just this ridiculous guy, and we find out that he's in debt to the mob. These two mobster lackeys biggest stereotypes of all time oh yes two mobster guys one of the guys from the wire that's like the Greek there's like a skinny short bald mm. one and like a huge fat one dumb fat dumb guy <laughs> and, they're, yeah. and they're brothers yeah, yeah. and they're brothers <laughs> um, just like just like me you there's okay. <laughs> a skinny short annoying one and a uh-huh. big fat one big <laughs> yeah. fat dumb one <laughs> not taking oh. comments at this time <laughs> yeah they bust into his apartment basically like ripped the door off of its hinges um, and are coming basically trying to get this money from him. He borrowed $5,000 from this mobster. I think it was which, 50. No, it was $5,000 5, that he borrowed. And 50000 is what, what interest. Is with interest. Yeah. Oh, it accrued that's extremely quickly, yeah, quickly. That's apparently. mob loans for him. Um, yeah. He's also... Well, so we got to get into get-rich-quick schemes. He's got the baseball cards... He's got the lottery tickets. He's mm-hmm. also like watching VHS tapes of like get rich quick stuff. Oh yeah, like, the, like how really to be successful? positive, it's, like yeah. guru type guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of these are not necessary. The tape, the guru tape thing, yeah. that didn't go anywhere. Uh, but there's a there's a the the opportunity for a good bit because the guy's like he starts singing for no reason, and then Sinbad's like. Sing it, David. It's <laughs> yeah. like hey, hey oh. yeah, There's a lot of weird <laughs> musical bits. Yeah, I guess maybe they're setting up that uh, Sinbad will eventually be this type of person for all these people. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And then it, he's a cheerleader. And, and it kind of yeah. explains his absurd positivity, yeah. despite yeah, being a total failure. Okay. Yeah. That he's always watching. Right. like, That's a pretty good setup. Positivity videos. The movie kind of hits you over the head with the people's oh, character boy. attributes. Yes. Yeah. So much, so. which is fine. Um, and before the mobsters come gotta rewind to this because he breaks up with his girlfriend oh mm. uh, no she breaks up with him or she yeah girlfriend dumps him um which leads to my favorite scene as a seven year old or eight year old watching this movie uh <laughs> where he turns on the tv and it's just a button. every time he changes the channel it's somebody getting slapped That I, is really yeah goodness. like by their girlfriend it yeah. starts out with but then it turns yeah, into then it just more 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 like the last one's a guy slapping a horse yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. is that blazing saddles uh, yeah, it's where so he it punches the horse. Yeah. Well, and then also his girlfriend continues the theme of just hitting everybody over the head with everything, but being like, you can't buy happiness. You can't buy friendship. <laughs> yeah. you know? This is not a subtle movie no, in any way. Phrase. So then, to escape from the mob, he buys a plane ticket to the Bahamas under a fake name. Because you could just do that in the nineties. Yeah, and you could just take a live hamster on the plane. Also with you. Also, that yeah, apparently is <laughs> him with his hamster shack. Um, no, was Shaft. Shaq. Oh, Shaft. Oh, I yeah. I thought it was Shack all these years. <laughs> we revealed something new. <laughs> Holy cow! Um, so either one hamster, would be good though. Yeah, both great names for yeah. hamsters. Um, so his hamster. Uh, and yeah, so they. Um, he's in the airport, he's ready to get on this plane, he's heading towards the terminal, and the mobsters find him and they catch him, um, and he uses several schemes to create chaos in the airport yep. uh, to get away from them. At one point, he sees a group of women and just says, Denzel? <laughs> it just <laughs> causes, causes a stampede of yeah. Denzel fans. Yep, yeah, going, uh, and they, you know, so he gets away from the mobsters that way, and then, uh, he gets away for a little while and they get him again. So then he puts his hamster on the ground and yells, <laughs> It's a rat! <laughs> Good bit. Um, and then I was really glad because I had remembered that part of it. And then I, I'd forgotten that they had a girl come and pick the, the hamster yeah. up. Yeah, so we that wouldn't be movie. worried about yeah. the hamster. <laughs> Thanks what, happened? Movie. what happened to Shaft? What happened I to Shaft? Don't know. That's Every a time movie. Shaft's not in the movie, house they should be two. saying, Shaft, <laughs> Shaft in the house. He's just taking advantage of this little girl's kindness <laughs> yes. who picked him up. <laughs> Yeah, and he's reunited with Sinbad, I hope. Yeah, yeah, later. It's, that's canon in my head. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He, Shaft, Shaft learns to treat Sinbad with more kindness. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Shaft gets the swimming pool in his cage that there we go. Sinbad yeah, promises like him. And a lady the, hamster. That's true. They didn't, and a lady hamster. They didn't come back to that at the end. He never recovered Shaft. No, he didn't, wow. which is a real shame. It's not important. Which, that's, they were said <laughs> important to sequel. me. <laughs> yeah, they are set up, a set up for the oh, sequel. yeah. House Houseguest two, Shaft in the house. house. No, Houseguest two, the search for Shaft. <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs> I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. I would <laughs> take my money right now. I just want to. Uh, I think our thing should be going through the rest of this. What potential sequels have been set up for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Um, we'll keep. We'll keep. We'll keep. Yeah. It. We'll keep a tally. So but then, then he, but then kind of the main plot begins. thing happens. So he, this is all this is all pre this is all intro, baby. Yeah. So the meat all, that, is, <laughs> that is that is this is all appetizer. We're still eating crab rangoon. <laughs> <laughs> we are not to the general so's chicken yet. <laughs> Which is that Sinbad pretends to be somebody else. S-tends to be this guy's childhood friend. So, so he hasn't seen in what, like thirty 25 or Twenty five years. Twenty-five years. So he's hiding behind this pillar. Pillar. <laughs> and he hears this guy talking to his kids, and the kids are like, "What does he look like, Dad?" And all the dad is like, "Well, I haven't seen him in 25 years. He's tall. He's black." <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically and Simba's like <laughs> <laughs> peeking <laughs> around the pillar, like, "Hey, wait a minute! I'm you know I could be this guy. <laughs> that's me." So I'm both of those. Comes things. around and he does like a. Of course, he doesn't know the guy's name or anything. Yeah. So he just does a like, "Oh, is it you? Like is the, it you?" This, uh, the the double take. Kind yeah. Of it's me. It's me. Oh, ah, yeah. then they have this, the name that you just said. Yeah, and so they do that. Oh, Derek. Yeah, Derek Bond, and and then oh yeah, his name's Derek Bond. Derek and, Bond. The, the fake name that he, yeah. the person he ends up imitating. Uh, Derek Bond. Derek Bond. <laughs> and he knows. And a good ongoing gag of the whole movie is that he knows nothing about what he's supposed to be and he keeps trying to <laughs> figure, get, it out. figure out ways to for someone to tell him inevitably trick people into telling him like what their names are <laughs> yeah. or like what his job is supposed yeah. to yeah, be yeah he doesn't know what his job is which seems to be like the most important thing and so <laughs> The first third of the movie is him trying to figure out that he is, in fact, a dentist. He's like he this is. famous dentist, yeah. but he doesn't know what job he's supposed so to do. So they immediately drive him to a, like a... Yeah, the first place they go is this thing that he's supposed to be speaking at that Can he agreed I- to. Well, well, hold on, yeah. so he they're walking out of the airport, and the guy hears his name, Phil Hartman hears his name. He's like, oh, Gary, that's my name. Oh, that's that's how he learns his name. <laughs> I forgot the the intercom. Intercom. He's like... Phil Hartman stops him, and he's like, hey, wait, should we go check on that? And Phil like, what are you talking about? He's like, they call my name over the intercom. He's like, oh, Gary! Gary, yeah. <laughs> So he's like, I'll take care of it. So he runs in, finds the real Derek Bond, and gives him his hat the whole movie not only is he like lying to everybody but he's telling marvelous lies very over the top (laughs) over the top and they they always sell because everyone is so gullible and he's not very convincing I have to say no he he is clearly making things up yeah as he's talking so he tells the real Derek Bond he says the thing's off well what about that thing or yeah you're not gonna Gary's wife has botulism (laughs) (laughs) Gary's wife has botulism (laughs) Uh, well, what about the thing I'm supposed to do? You don't have to do the thing. All right, good. I, I didn't want to do that thing anyway. I yeah. hate those things. Yeah. Oh, and then he's like, Gary wanted you to do two things. Wear this hat that Sinbad is wearing <laughs> so he'll that it'll confuse the mobsters. Yeah. And to not call the house because <laughs> that triggers the botulism. <laughs> Bad lie. <laughs> Terrible lie. Can I just interject quickly yeah. about how this element of the plot kind of makes no sense. He runs into Phil Hartman, and like that's like his escape or whatever. But he could have just left, right? It's not like Phil Hartman had a plane ticket for him or anything. Yeah, he could have just gotten a taxi, right? He could have just ran out of the airport. Yeah, well, like, and that's the thing that because I know how it ends. I've yeah. seen this movie like twenty five times, maybe more. <laughs> and... <laughs> Why do you submit us to this? <laughs> I've seen this movie a ton of times. And so watching it this time, the one thing that was weird is I know how it ends. So the whole movie, I'm going like, why does he constantly want to leave? And I like I forget that he's living alive. Yeah, it it doesn't really make sense. Uh... That like any okay, so like any '90s movie, I I'd, I'd say there's this period from the mid '80s until right about 2000, where. You could get away with writing just about anything in a script. I think that's true. You could have the most stilted thing. And that's, I mean, kind of why I like a lot of that era of movies is because they are, you can see the strings. Yeah. But they, it's all about its all about set pieces. They just go from set piece to set pieces. It doesn't have to logically make sense a lot of the time. They just thought up a really good, like, we're going to have them go to the golf course. What is he going to do with the golfers? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The airport <laughs> like, thing was obviously just that it would be funny for that there's all these people around. Yeah. You know, it could have been anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And and so I think a lot of times they, for a movie like this, especially with Sinbad, you're, Sinbad's your star guy. You know he can just improv anything. And so you say, all right, what are five places it would be funny to see Sinbad at? Golf course <laughs> in front of uh, giving a, giving a speech at a school, a dentist's office, a wide tasting, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And they are all and that's like, all, okay. yeah. So that's one thing I gotta say. There are some funny parts in this movie. There are one last thing that is important that happens at the airport is they're about to leave, and Phil Hartman goes, "Don't you want to grab your bags?" And Simba just goes, "Oh, yep, this one's mine." And just grabs the first <laughs> one random things. bag. That somehow contains a well, suit well, well, that fits perfectly. <laughs> so they get in the car, they drive, they escape the mobsters, uh, whose car gets towed. They drive to this, like, Which, anyway? How many times have you seen this movie? You remember, like, every detail. Yeah, I, I, I told you, over 25 or more times. No less than 25 <laughs> times. So they get in the car, they drive immediately to this school where Sinbad <laughs> is tasked... To talk about his career, which he does not know what I Derek Vaughn's career is. I was. love how everybody who's taking him anywhere, uh, like introducing him to anyone. The language could not have been more perfectly crafted for these people to not tell him what he's about to do, or who he is, or what he does for a living, or what his speech is about. Yeah, when the lady introduces him, she just happens to be missing that card—the card, yeah, the card yeah. that says what his job is. He's a, is. Uh, he's a professional in his field. Why do <laughs> you need to have that on more than one card? You just have it say, "This guy, like named Dentist." Dentist. <laughs> That's all I need. you don't need. To, yeah, you don't need to memorize. Well, that like, and then she gives him a hard time <laughs> about how he shouldn't need his cards. <laughs> and then, well, no, that's that. They, yeah, she tells him that she he shouldn't bring his or shouldn't worry about his cards, but that she remembers. She's like, "Oh, your secretary sent over the slides that you want, so she should know what this is about." Yeah. So anyway, it's Sinbad's on this stage, on like that's like full of probably like ten dudes in suits, and it's just Sinbad wearing like an extremely nineties. <laughs> Street Loose-fitting streetwear yeah. outfit. and <laughs> Which well, he's basically wearing the whole movie, right? Yeah. I think he changes it into jeans at the end when they go running. Yeah, but that's... Not intentionally. That's but. it. So he's also the first to speak. They decide, you know, you're he the first speaker. He doesn't know what's going on. He has no idea what to do. It's like career day. He's like in an auditorium full of students. So he gets up there and... He doesn't know what to talk about, and then she, the, the lady comes back up, and she's like, your, your secretary sent over the slides. So it's just all these slides of extreme close-ups of, like, inside people's mouths yeah, and throats. Yeah, mouth decay and stuff. <laughs> and so it starts off, and he's, like, <laughs> clicking, and every one of them makes a joke. Like, he, well, right away, he's like, oh, you don't, you know, whatever. And then one of them, he's like, I wonder what that would be like with a nice lemonade. <laughs> Which is one of my as a kid. He keeps talking about, like, they're all, like, cuts of meat. Yeah. And then he eventually gets to a point where he's just clicking through the slides and progressively more and more disgusted, even though he can't even see the screen. I'm like, terrified. And, and the, the, the crowd, crowd eats it, it up. It. They love yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, It lasts, like, 40 seconds. And they're all just, like, applauding yeah, him. They do not care. Like, they're, they're what enthusiastic what about how little this guy said. Um, they, they write out so much in this movie. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Or they skip over so many, like... What wouldn't someone do this? Well, and then no, they don't because there's the guy in the audience who raises his hand because they're like, (laughs) the lady's like, I'm sure we have time for one question, yeah, because it's 40 seconds speech. (laughs) (laughs) We only scheduled this guy for a minute, (laughs) even though he has what 20 slides. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's this guy, you know, stuffy looking dude in the audience who the only guy who's not loving this (laughs) awful speech. So the guy's like, in chapter five of your book, <laughs> you said that if you could do everything differently, you would, or something like that. Yeah. What did you mean by that? And so Sinbad's like, uh, uh, he focuses on he wants to goes the other direction with it. He focuses on the fact that it's in chapter five. Yeah, great <laughs> line actually. <laughs> he just, he's just like, uh, chapter five, uh, well, you need chapter five to get to chapter six. I would have just skipped it the Gus point. To to the point I was six. making was that I would have just cut chapter five entirely, <laughs> but I had to include it in there because you got to do chapter five to get chapter six, you know. So the guy doesn't buy it initially. Then Sinbad grabs the mic. <laughs> Like a like an insult yeah. comic You think you know more than me? You think you know more about my life than you? and the guy gives up immediately <laughs> after that. That was the what only. Did you come up here. Yeah, that was the only pushback that he gives was you don't know what you're talking that was about. The only person who questioned him the entire movie. Yeah, and that's all he does is in chapter five, whatever, and then he's you know oh stumbles through it. And the guy goes, you don't know what you're talking about. And the guy goes, you think I don't know what I'm talking about? Why don't you get up here and say it? Like, Why don't you tell my story and do this? And the guy's probably like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Sinbad causes more chaos again by just saying, everybody go grab my book. There's a Pearl Jam ticket in every single book. And the auditorium just empties. (laughs) Because it's all white kids. And this is like... We've we're, we've hit like minute twenty maybe. Of yeah, this we movie. are not far into this movie at yeah, all. So I don't, I want I want to jump ahead because I don't want to go through like step by step. I don't. People could just watch the movie. They're not going for this. To. No, no, no. <laughs> but I want to just like skip to some of the like scenes sure, the that. Yeah, I want to I want to do a highlight reel of this because there are plenty of jokes, but there are some extremely weird parts of this movie. There are. Um. um at a at a I. One specifically I want to talk about is the party that they're at. Yes. They, they throw for this him. It's the after party and of the... Of, of the him speech. giving a speech for, at a high school, I guess. And first of all, it's him introducing what... just yes, he's trying, the, trying the to introduce himself. The suit that he got has a, initials for a funeral home on there. GFH. Yes, and he... Goes, and they have a montage of him saying what it is. Lying, saying something different to every new person. And it, that was clearly the most fun he had had on set the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Because he is loving it. Yeah. It's it's just a chance to let Sinbad do some improv. Yeah. So that's a great scene. Um, that's also where you find out that he's a dentist. Yes, yeah, so you find out, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist. One <laughs> well, of the best is that he goes, uh, that he's like listening, following Phil Hartman from behind, trying to figure out more about himself, his character that he's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally like so, uh, Phil hartman's like DDS and he's like what am I? <laughs> DDS. Hey, yeah, you're, you're a, a dentist. dentist. Did I say that wrong? No, I'm a dentist. You nailed it. You just don't say it after graduation. Uh, I'm a dentist. The dentist he freaks out, he's going around the party saying he's a dentist. And then there's the after party, after party where you find out that Derek Bond is. This is what I wanted to get, didn't yes. you? Also a like I a, wine the, connoisseur. Yeah, a wine kind of yeah wine kind of they give it like a weird name that is not sommelier yeah, I've never yeah it's it's like wine efficient like a wine, wine aficionado but something some weird combination word that probably they something with. in French because he's a big yeah. he's big into French yes because they keep oh, saying yeah, that he he was French, French. Yeah. he also is yeah fluent in French and so they get he lived this, in France for a while they get this talk. guy that is the weirdest looking dude he's like just like a very thin he's been in other stuff face. I've seen him in and then he was a very 90s like yeah that role yep. he, he try he's actually one of the only other people who tries to challenge Sinbad on whatever I guess as the thing they don't like outright say you aren't who you say you are or whatever they're just like challenging him like in a in a competitive sense like they probably would have anyway don't and, yeah. you want to sniff the cork first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, then and then he then lets Sinbad- him do it and then he's like
0: no <laughs> Sinbad is just gaslighting everybody <laughs> like absolutely <constantly. laughs> tells this tells this guy. Actually, to be a wine connoisseur, essentially he's just like, why don't you do it, whatever. So the guy like goes through this whole, like, rigobrol, borderline orgasmic, yeah, it like, was, It was gross. Thing. It's awful. He it's terrible. Garg- he gargles the wine. So he, he, does, he does a lot of... He he does, like, he sniffs it, and he's just like... <sighs> <laughs> like, he has just, like, the grossest yeah. noise that and he the, makes. And then, and then ultimately, Simbad just says, you need to get laid. And that yeah. just defuses everything for a- everyone. And then he's like, what's... Drink up. And yeah, he like, he, like him hands the guy a, a bottle. Full bottle. Of wine. <laughs> he like makes this guy drink wine right out of the bottle it's and like painting like, him. Yeah, like he makes everyone like chant along with him to like make this guy do that. And then it turns into a all. <laughs> straight up. And then the literally every, it's like this weird party of rich people all singing along to Brick House, <laughs> yeah, which is like, which is a recurring theme. There are so many times they come back to them singing that's Brick true. House. I they think they, must they have spent paid like good yeah, money for the say, rights say to this. They song. spent like a third of the budget to get the song, and they're like, <laughs> "We, we are be, using this a lot." Sinbad wants to use Brick House. We want to get we got to so get, get our down. money's worth out of this. Yeah, so yeah. There's this whole like. The, the priest is drunk. There's a priest there. Who's oh, yeah. Like, they occasionally zoom in on him like, whoa. <laughs> it actually is pretty well shot as yeah. far as the party scene goes. Yeah. But it, um, and it also brings forward Sinbad's seeming, like, main skill, which is helping these rich people cut loose. Yes. Would well, you need to mention two things? One, the dad remembers Derek Bond yes. as being really conservative Sinbad lies to him about an accident that he got into that somehow <laughs> loosened him up. <laughs> yes. when, like he was it like involved two great white sharks that ate his friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, after that, he was no longer a tucked in shirt conservative guy. The second thing is that he's supposed to be a vegetarian. Oh, yes. Which is a big which part, of the, part fun. of the Big Mac. Yeah. The whole, like, he can't eat McDonald's, and he's really bummed yeah, about he it. Yeah, he really loves McDonald's. So I love on. how he. Oh. He just goes along with all of them. I mean, obviously for comedy purposes. Yeah. But it's like, even the vegetarian thing, it would have been so easy for him to just like, ah, oh, yeah, it's my weekend. I'm taking a break on that one. Or, oh, come on. Ever since, well, no, because that's that's the trick, is that he did this actual Derek Bond, sent everything over yeah, uh, like yeah. for the, the visit recipes. specifically as... You just sent this. That's why he tries to lie that his wife is dead. In the- I just <laughs> talked to her yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dead <laughs> inside because of the, the death of, our, of because loss of the loss of our son. son. But uh, your son, uh, he's going to Princeton, right? He's fine. <laughs> well, you know, metaphorically. we metaphorical lost him to the Ivy League. He's just stumbling. Constantly. Yeah. So, so this, I will say, this movie gets a lot better. The further along it gets, the easier it is to take. Because him stumbling into stuff is not quite as funny as him just going for it. The golf scene scene specifically, specifically. I actually really enjoyed. Because he's just convinces them to do speed golf because (laughs) the mobsters are on the course. And he ends up crashing a cart and having to do dentistry. (laughs) The 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 grandpa from Son-in-Law. I think the thing that makes it so enjoyable at that point is that... It ends up being uh, the same situation over and over. The wine thing is actually a great example of it, where it's this like tense situation, and then Sinbad just cuts through it by being this fun-loving guy, yeah. and basically just diffuses every situation ever. Yeah. But yeah. and he's doing it just to lie, <laughs> you know, because he doesn't want to. Like he'll just like. Or they're talking about like the what dental work we're gonna do on this guy. And he's like, "Well, that sounds a lot better than tying <laughs> yeah. <tine> a string to <laughs> his tooth and jerking the door dirty. shut." And he gets a big laugh. Yeah, yeah. It gets a big laugh. And so it's like he—he's trying to just get out of commenting, but then he has to come up with a joke. Which, <laughs> yeah, to completely which these it, people it really need jokes because they're very boring. <laughs> Maybe that's really it. Like, it's all they need is just to be to have fun. Yeah. And they're all obsessed just, with work. Yeah, that's... Um, man, there's a lot of like, weird work stuff yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. um, So is the golf His course... His wife is... is sorry. sorry yeah. Phil Hartman's wife is starting a chain of frozen yogurt shops. <laughs> Can I just say that? That's a big pop. She's got like 32. Movie. Yeah. like biggest, like that. largest, or fastest growing yogurt chain in the tri-state area. That's um, a big part of this it movie. It is a big part of the movie because she's constantly frazzled and constantly working... And then during the golf course scene we find out that his uh, that Phil Hartman's boss, the grandpa from uh, son-in-law, yeah, um <laughs> Naturally. wants him to like work a case for this rival frozen yogurt company. What does he do? He's a lawyer. I didn't know. Cuz he says that. when he when he quits his job, spoiler alert, and uh, decides to work for his with his wife, he says he describes himself as being the personal counsel for uh, okay. he also said I did not that catch that from really anything in this movie. There was an, was an earlier bizarre. line too that he said something along the lines of I worked my way through uh, law school doing this. I don't Selling know. shoes. Selling okay. shoes, yep, because he bought him the shoes and he spotted the shoe I was paying attention seeing... to the shoes yep. on that scene. <laughs> um, Big shoes. 13, 13 double E. Yeah. That's in bad size. That's, yeah. Um, in case you wanted to know. So there's the golf course scene, which is great. I want to talk about that just a little bit. Ugg from Salute Your Shorts is in it, which I love. Um, <laughs> he's like the snobby, like, who do you guys know here? Because the mobsters show up. Yeah. right. Mobsters show up. They're trying to, like, make it seem like they belong there. Instead they want of a this, tour of the course. Yeah, they want a tour of the course. But they're actually after Sinbad. So Sinbad sees this, convinces the guys, hey guys, this is taking too long. He sees them like stretching. <laughs> the <laughs> and, old guys. And like lining up. And so he's like, this is taking too long. You guys ever play speed golf? Jeffrey Jones, who spends the entire movie trying to suck up to Sinbad until the end. Jeffrey Jones, by the way, is the principal from... Ferris, Ferris Bueller, and he ended up being a, like, some sort of sex creep. Yeah, he's a sex offender. And so I can't see him in any movie without it just thinking, of, boy, this guy is awful. It does kind of cast a dark pallor over and anything the in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So he was supposed to speak off. I don't know if you guys noticed this, and I consider pointing it out during the movie. But there's a song over the the speed golf scene that I'm pretty sure was written only for this movie, and it's like a wipeout type of song, like it's yeah, and it's like surf rock. And then occasionally you just hear somebody go speed golf. <laughs> I did not notice that. <laughs> totally did not notice. <laughs> that. Yeah, uh, it's great. Uh, I should have pointed it out while we were watching. We need to find it. that online. My apologies and put that in the episode. for that. Um, there's also another great bit that I loved as a kid where it's Jeffrey Jones and Sinbad and Jeffrey Jones is maybe intentionally being like doing innuendo about washing his balls yeah oh, <laughs> like, yeah it's like I love good clean ball yeah. uh, well I think the point of that is that Sinbad is clearly misinterpreting what's going on right there's no real innuendo because Jeffrey Jones is not but that smart but Sinbad is inferring it yeah hard. absolutely he's and like what he's, he's using his words very poorly yes yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I loved that as a kid, just the... Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be a You classic. know, the, the cleaner the ball, the longer the drive. Uh, just pull your... Burr, open your bag and let me wash your balls or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... Uh, Unzip your bag and let me wash your balls. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're playing speed golf. They jump a bunker and Grandpa from Son-in-Law falls out. Phil Hartman's boss <laughs> falls out, breaks his tooth. And they have to do surgery. They have to remove and the tooth. And Sinbad's supposed to be a dentist. Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, by the way, also a dentist. Yes, play, also plays a dentist. A not, rival dentist, and not not <laughs> even a rival, just like a guy who looks up to him. No, but eventually this vegan becomes a rival. So, so Jeffrey Jones is like, why don't you're the master dentist? Why don't you do surgery? And Simbad, in the only logical lie that he tells in the movie, I would argue, is like. I'm out of my state. Like I'm, I'm not licensed. I am enough. not licensed in Pennsylvania. And everybody, all these professionals are like, ah, oh, who cares? Yeah, just do it. Live yeah. a little. Yeah. Do surgery. The first time they want someone to loosen up is when it's surgery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these people only love working. Uh, so in another hilarious scene, they get Sinbad in the, the doctor or the dentist's office and... He mistakes novocaine for soap and tries to wash. He his washes hands with his novocaine. hands with topical novocaine <laughs> and numbs his hands, and they it's flop around them. comically. <laughs> and he somehow pulls this guy's tooth Still out. You know, Still manages to pull. You the know that whoever wrote this movie, that's probably like the the scene that they thought up, and they were like, "This is it." They this built is a movie to around. Sell that, this for movie. Sure. How can I make a scenario where somebody has to pretend to be a dentist? <laughs> that's <laughs> but, my dream. Well, yeah. So there's the. The, where jeffrey jones is like well i think we should apply this uh 10 cc's of this and you do this and yeah and then that's when sinbad has the a lot better <laughs> than attaching this uh, rope or better than attaching a string to a door and closing the door yeah. and yanking it out so <laughs> also right before they perform surgery the guy Derek bond's college professor shows up with a class yeah And seemingly does not recognize him at all. Well, all he says is, put on some weight, huh? And grew like five inches. (laughs) Everybody, do you you think that was meant to be, like, do you think a lot of this was meant to be like a joke about how white people think all black people look the same? I think so a little bit. That had to have been a little part of it because, like... Because they look nothing alike. They don't look alike. No, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Other than they're both light skinned black guys. Yeah, that's the yeah. That's really where the that's, similarity begins. They're not and either, ends. They're like ten years apart in age. Yeah, like Simbad looks a lot younger. They do put, than put this a they do put a little uh, put a lampshade on that at the end when the guy rushes in and says, "This guy's not who he says he is." I saw, his, I saw the photo of the real Derek Bond, Derek Bond, Bond and that guy's a lot uglier. Oh, hi, Derek! But he's <laughs> sitting right there. Yeah, he's like, oh, sir, sir. So yeah, he manages to pull the guy's tooth out with this entire class watching, clearly, like, dropping tools on the ground. Yeah, just messing up. But manages to get the tooth out, and the class just, once again, <laughs> is applauding him. He seemingly can do no wrong for these people. Like, they're all so impressed all yeah. the time. He really just does the. You know what this movie actually is? It's just Son in Law again. I just realized this. (laughs) This movie, you made me watch Son in Law twice. Gotcha. (sighs) Because, like, seriously, that's what it is. Yeah. Because he just. He lies about who he is. He, he has to do a bunch of jobs. He makes on, friends he, with everybody in the family, one at a time. He teaches yep. them all a valuable lesson. He gets yep. out of every situation by fast talking, basically yep. lies. He's a comedian who they built a movie around, even though he had really no reason to <laughs> start a movie. You made us watch I Sun think, and all." Well, I got to say though, I think Sinbad's a lot better. I think Sinbad did Let again. Let yeah. the record show that I did have another movie that I offered you, and you <laughs> said nope. The Sinbad Phil Hartman one sounds good. You tricked me. I did no such thing. I was <laughs> actually tricked really me looking forward too. to doing the other movie. I enjoyed this. <laughs> I uh, can't believe you made us watch Son in Law again. <laughs> uh, I think so. Anyway, i'll I'll give you the I'll give everybody the quick version of the how that kind of resolves because we don't have to go through all of it. No. Basically, the mob keeps chasing him he decides to just bail entirely and then he realizes you know what this family really needs me they have all these problems I'm gonna go back I'm gonna help the family he goes to the fountain from the beginning of the movie yeah. also he gets a winning lottery ticket in there uh, when he's trying to leave oh yeah like, and, then, and then basically then the old guy at the train station Come, the family learns what's going on and he comes clean to them and they basically like him anyway and then and also, they hate Derek Bond for no reason. Because yeah, he's so uptight. Because he talks yeah. too much, the kids <laughs> say. So. And then basically, Phil Hartman tries to help him escape. And then they basically just talk to the mobsters and be like, oh, I have this lo- winning lottery, yeah, lottery ticket. ticket. I can well, pay you. So it's not a winning lottery ticket, it's a chance to go on TV and spin the big wheel. So yeah. it could be up to a million they dollars. Show, they just show that at the beginning. Yep. But I thought the winning lottery ticket was interesting. Because, and I thought this was actually pretty smart, that at the beginning he buys like 20 lottery tickets and presumably none of them win. And then in this other rich neighborhood, he buys one lottery ticket and it wins. And I feel like that's a pretty like that could seem like a big yeah. like a cop out An allegory. like uh but I think it actually is a pretty good example of how it is easier to become rich if you like grow up in a rich neighborhood or have rich friends or of whatever Of course you would find that yeah. theme I think immediately. It's, you I, were fi- I, you were reaching way deeper into no, ourselves I'm just guess. saying I'm just saying cuz that could be seen as like oh this guy wins the lottery out of nowhere but it's like I didn't feel that way about it. like it didn't feel like yeah like yeah. they pulled it out of nowhere and I think that's why Ah, okay. Uh, maybe something <laughs> to that. I don't know. I don't know. Ty tries to get an, like, an actual real thematic reading of yeah, this movie. I and both of us are just like, what about the funny parts? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, why else would they set it up that way? I think it's pretty good. It's, it's, you, you've technically got a point, but I, I think you might be. <laughs> I think we got to bring that one to the director of House Guest and, and see what he. <laughs> okay. Uh, we could. I I do want to talk about... There's a couple other things I do want to talk about. One is Phil Hartman. I want to talk about Phil Hartman. Yes, he's great. He is so good. And it's so sad. Okay, so if you don't know, Phil Hartman died. He was murdered in 97 or 98. 98. 98. And it's way... It's super tragic because he's so good in everything. everything. He's great in news radio. He's great in The Simpsons. He's great in SNL. He can do so many voices. And he's so good in this movie... At being an enormous dork. Yeah. He has... Basically, he's the best at being the sleaziest guy in the room and also being the dorkiest guy in the room. Yeah, um, Another role that I love of him is Jingle All the Way, where he's the neighbor. Have you guys seen Jingle All the Way? No. Oh, Does man. Do you also have Sinbad? Uh, yes. Sinbad <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger and... And Phil Hartman is the neighbor, and he's like constantly like carousing with Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, and Arnold Schwarzenegger hates him. Um, he's just like this sleazy guy who's clearly trying to get in her pants, but she doesn't see it. But Arnold <laughs> does. right, it's right. great. Um, but also the best of being a huge dork, which is where oh man, he's so good. Like him trying to sing Brick House, very funny. <laughs> but he's but he really is underrated, I think, in this because he's a per- he is a good person to pair with Sinbad ultimately yes. because Sinbad's so over the top. I and think he's, Phil Hartman is such a good straight man for this. I think he just had, reacts well to everything. Had Phil Hartman not died. I think Phil Hartman and Sinbad could have been the Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor of the nineties. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Yep. I'd watch more of them. Yeah. I guess I would too. <laughs> but I don't know if I want to watch Jingle all the way. Uh, I you don't have to. Different vibe. I, I'm not okay. gonna. Yeah, they're not, I'm not friends gonna. in that, right? No. Oh, so, no, okay. Never mind. They're not. Never they're mind. not friends with. Them. I don't even think they interact in that movie. You don't have to watch the jingle all the way. It's not. I will awesome. not. So yeah. What else? Uh, what else do we have? Uh, I'm trying for... to think. Of, like, I just want to like hit some other. Yeah. Points. Other high points. Not even necessarily of like scenes, but of just like what is going oh, on with this. So when, when Sinbad decides to go back to the family and help them out with all their problems. One of the ones that he helps with is the <laughs> oldest daughter. Oh, yeah. We, we haven't talked about oh, her and Steve at all. dating this guy, Steve. ST3. ST3. And he... he. <sighs> this He's, guy is weird. He tries to talk to Sinbad like he... He speaks to everyone in an African-American yes. rina- yeah. vernacular English. Like, like really... Yeah, Playing it up a lot. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's awful. <laughs> it's bad. And um, we, we're supposed to hate him. Yeah. Obviously. Which, like, it's interesting... Obviously, you have to have that character, but like, it's interesting that he would have. I want to know what the character motivation is for him to be dating like a goth girl. Because yeah, his <laughs> yeah, daughter is fit. like a full on like pictures of Edgar Allan Poe in her yeah. bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're gonna go do get a grave rubbing of someone on Memorial yeah. Day. Basically, almost every line that she has before Sinbad goes and talks to her about the boyfriend are her like talking about long dead poets.
1: <laughs> the yeah. one
0: where she's like. This mother, uh, when she killed herself, her daughter promised that she would write like "rats live forever" on her <laughs> yeah. grave or whatever. I feel like, yeah, that guy, her boyfriend, having that uh, style of talking be part of his character makes very little sense unless yeah. he's only talking that way to Sinbad. But no, I we, like, no, we see points in the movie where he is talking to other people that way weird yeah. like and he his, also like when he goes to other girls to that he's like cheating on her yeah with, oh yeah and when he goes and talks to sinbad for the first time he's like we gotta hang these peeps up here don't get it <laughs> yeah so uh sinbad basically gives this guy a stern talking to in a... the uncle buck treatment basically yeah he gives him the uncle buck treatment in a car as they're like driving down train tracks toward a train <laughs> Uh, pretty intense, I gotta say. Yeah, like Uh, any sort of Uncle Buck scenario, it's like you're taking this way too far. Way too funny reason. It was threatening the kid with murder. Yeah, it was an extreme. Also, that he talked to the girl first and was just like, no matter what he does. You dump him. And then he goes out of a way to make, like, basically scare the pants off this kid. The kid comes bursting in during the... He, like, forces the kid to apologize. Yeah. And not speak that way anymore, which he does not, which yes. is also great. Yeah. Um, and then he goes and busts in while the family's being held hostage, essentially, by the mobsters. Yeah, <laughs> so many people walk into that yeah. house. Begs the girl not to leave him and she just flat out She turns to Sinbad and Sinbad shakes his head. <laughs> yeah, well, and she's like Well, by the way, the family not on good terms with Sinbad at this yeah, time. Yeah. They she, just found she, out that he's they a They just fraud. found out that he's a fraudster <laughs> and she has guns pointed at her and she just takes that opportunity to be like, hmm, no giving them attitude and like yeah. what? Nope, no, uh, this no, This family is very good under See pressure. See ya. They're like <laughs> they're very good under pressure. I gotta yeah. say, way better than Sinbad's friend in the tattoo parlor. <laughs> he does very bad. Yeah, and this family does incredibly. The like six-year-old daughter steals a gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't beat that. That kid's has in a crisis. That, I wish they would have come back to that. That Sinbad grabs the gun from her, puts it in like a trash compactor turns the trash compactor on and the gun goes off. And they never, like, they barely acknowledge it. I suppose that probably would have come up during the full apology later on. It's off screen implied. (laughs) By the way, also, remember those mobster guys? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Just to kind of like wrap up the story arc itself, uh, they escape from the mobsters and run a 5K and win the 5K. (laughs) And then they still get caught and give them the lottery ticket as you know collateral, So basically. they have the chance to win up to a million dollars yes. on this spin program. And, and also what I thought was weird about the spin program thing, and I don't know if this is how it works, or any, how any lottery thing works, but this happened Memorial Day weekend, and they didn't go to spin the wheel until Christmas. Yeah. They were watching weird. it on Christmas. Maybe there's a, a line. Maybe there, yeah. they give a lot of these away. Um, but in the six months... The in the six months skip afterward, Sinbad because he's learned so much as for being a good house guest has written a book about being a good house guest, and it's a number one bestseller. Yep, it's sold out from Barnes and Noble as is mentioned by a character for like several weeks. Yep, I always like those movies where it ends with a character learning money isn't important, friendship is important, family is important, and then he gets super rich anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he's like driving an actual Porsche, yeah. but it's the reason that you get rich. Um, it's, <laughs> it's it's the back to the future thing where it's like oh well I made my family nicer oh also we're rich now I have a truck <laughs> um, also I do want to mention probably the best recurring bit in this movie is Sinbad trying to park and backing into just and slamming, into, slamming cars. into cars <laughs> because he really has a, a, a terrible tiny car at the beginning and it's like just like every parking space is just enough room <laughs> for him to just Slam is for his think. like ten foot long. It's pretty part. comical. Um, I don't really know where to go with this movie. I mean, we talked a lot, but is it a good movie? I no, I wouldn't say it's a good movie. <laughs> Does it mean a lot to me? Yes. Yeah. I laughed quite a bit, yeah. but that's, I laughed a few times. That doesn't mean much. I laugh at a lot of things. <laughs> was, I think it's a fun movie. I don't think I think they don't make them like this anymore. That's, that's that was one thing true. that I want to get into. We were talking about this, like this, like kind of mid-budget comedy that's just based around this one person is funny let's give them a movie mm-hmm. it just seems like that doesn't happen that much anymore Not at all i don't think at all no think of someone who they've made a movie like that for well, in the, the last 10 years even. the kind of thing that tyler and i because we talked about this uh yesterday yeah came to the conclusion of is those people don't get movies anymore they get tv shows now yeah that's true. like look at rel from get out that guy's got a TV show on Fox now. He was oh, just the wow. funny guy from Get Out. Yeah. And now he's got a TV show. They give him like or they give him like 10 episodes on Hulu or whatever. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, like Pen 15 or whatever. Right. That, that could have been a movie. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, look at all the Louis, Marin. Yep. All of those creator owned ones that are just, hey, here's my funny life. Mm. And it's yeah, clearly so just based one person. Yeah. She totally. had that happen. Uh, oh, uh, the lady who spoke at the press correspondence dinner uh, michelle wolf michelle she, wolf that, she got that else yeah so essentially there's not a real it's not a pipeline of stand-up to movie anymore no yeah because like some of the like you know amy schumer had movies and stuff but it's not so much that i feel like back in the day this was almost the automatic next thing that you do yep. that's where you broke it big instead of mm-hmm. TV shows breaking big. yeah yep. and like I just feel like there's so many more opportunities to do other things instead even like there's people who have very successful podcasts or like oh yeah YouTube exactly. shows mm-hmm. or like people who stream them playing video games or whatever who are comedians yeah and it's like there's you don't need a studio to come in and give you like five million dollars to right. make a movie. Like there's maybe if you think about movies that Sinbad is in, what is it? Probably like 15 tops of like real probably, movies yeah. where oh, he's like yeah. a real like presence in the movie, you could watch I would say probably less than that. You could Okay, so let's say 10 10 movies, not even where he's the star, but just where he has like a big yep. part. You could watch all 10 of those movies in like 2 weeks and then you get Sinbad entirely. Yep. You don't have to go and you don't have to like keep up with what's going <sighs> on with Sinbad. Um, we need more. We need more movies. We need comedians to make one every like three years, and then we can just sum up what they are. We don't have to like check in with them, or every follow meet. them on Twitter. Ugh, it's exhausting. <laughs> catch, catch every joke they ever thought of. <laughs> yeah. Give me the short version. Yeah. Give me one movie every three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'd like to. One thing I could talk about this concept, like that they used to do this. You know, you get you. You're a big breakout comedian. What are is there any good examples you guys can think of that it really worked on? Like, Polly Shore, obviously, that was a bust. Jim, was Car- Jim a bust. Carrey, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah, that's that's yeah, uh, I guess. I Eddie would Murphy, uh, I would, yeah. are you, uh, Will Ferrell was probably the last big one. He was never a stand up, though, no, but he, but SNL was his big yeah, breakup. He was up. a and funny guy things... who got movies, yeah, exactly. Him. I mean, literally, Zach Galifianakis, I guess, technically, yeah, a couple like, but Will Ferrell's name sold a movie, that's true. He, that's and I mean, honestly, right now, Kevin Hart, yeah. That's, That's the true. one. He's That's probably true. the one comedian that can still You're do right. that. Well, and Will Ferrell is a little bit different because yeah, he he went from whatever it was he was doing before to Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And he was on Saturday Night Live for like a long time. But the thing is, the right? two is that SNL was his big break, but his real big break was being cast in a supporting role in Old School. Yeah, that was yep. I think where people That's really true. became yeah, for sure uh, familiar. And with then they got to give him his own movie. Yep. yep. And there, there's obviously a pipeline, or at least there was for quite a while, of SNL stars and, and the like going from TV to getting your first big break in a movie and then at least the subsequent movies. And that doesn't happen anymore, one, because I think... I'm just going to be the grump here. SNL has never been less funny. <laughs> well, I think. Uh, like early mid 80s stuff. Okay, but I've that's before that my time. Right. Uh, it, since I've been alive, well, SNL. In the modern is, era. If in you the will. modern era. Well, I feel like more than that, though, that's the thing, though. A lot of those people are getting TV shows. Yeah. Like, doesn't Bobby Moynihan 80, have a TV show right now? Bobby has got a TV 80 show. Bryant just got a TV 80, show. 80 Bryant just got a TV show. 80. And Nassim Pedrad was on New Girl for a while. Yep. She yeah. Her own thing. But I feel like also part of it was that a lot of those movies did not succeed. Even even in, like, an era that we would probably all agree was better, Mm -hmm. a lot of those people did get movies that, like... Well, Forte got MacGruber and never worked in a movie again. I think SNL is a stepping stone definitely less to movies these days. Oh, yeah, not anymore. Um, But, I mean, like, Kristen Wiig, like, she kind of had a semi-successful That's true. for a while there I'll give like you that i one. think i could see kate mckinnon doing well for a while after she leaves snl but i'll bet she gets a tv show right you think so oh yeah for sure um i'm trying to think because yeah there's just no like well we kind of talked about this last night too it's like there's not a lot of like standout snl people right now no i'm not no, gonna no. go outside or of even like even outside of comedians or, or like even even on, like the- netflix and stuff like that if you think of a lot of those i don't see like ali wong getting a movie right she i could see her getting a tv show like any of them. Yeah. Or or John Mullaney. They tried a yeah. TV show with him. Did not work. Nope. It was not good. Oh. Could you imagine them making a movie like this for somebody like John Mullaney? Like, we're gonna make a movie that's just purely based around John Mullaney's personality. He's gonna be in literally every shot. Like, that feels so weird to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Of like a like all. a very low budget. Once again, you know, Kevin Hart yeah, we probably. don't watch a lot of Kevin Hart ones, but that is right. literally what they do that's, with him. Yeah. I mean, him and uh, Tiffany Haddish, right? Tiffany Haddish, she those yeah, are she the, blew up after Those are it trip, right yeah. now. Like those those movies Huge. still sell, so Huge. maybe we're just not following the right people for this to be in our wheelhouse. That would be it. Are we are we out of are we no longer are <laughs> we out of touch? <laughs> yeah. No. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> 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 no, actually, see that's why it's good that we are doing another one of these forgotten 90s comedies, is because they made so many of them. And it was like where a lot of the talent was focused at the time, you know? Like, yeah. And people, there was just too many of them that they couldn't all stay in the public consciousness until now. Yeah. Yeah. You said you looked this up, what, what this opened up against. What were the two movies? Yes. Yeah, or so, the three movies. Well, right? it, I don't know. I'm, I can pull it up again. I don't know what it opened up against. It opened at number 3 behind Dumb and Dumber in its like 6th week. Yeah. And Which that's another that's an interesting time to put to pin it up against because once again Jim Carrey put him in anything that was like he was 3 for 3 at that point after the Mask and Ace Ventura. That was a name that sold movies. So, opening weekend was January 6, 1995. First weekend of 1995. Number 1 movie was Dumb and Dumber. Number two movie was Disclosure with uh, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. Uh, and Who then House Guest. House Guest opened with $5 million. Uh, how much do you guys think this movie made? I already looked it up $30 so like million. Dollars. It's like 23 I think. Ooh, not bad but it cost $10.5 Half ka-ching, of which, ka-ching. at least half of which had to have been... Uh, Brickhouse. Uh, well, <laughs> at least a third of which had to have been Brickhouse, and half of which was funded by McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> they took this McDonald's check and just handed it to whoever wrote Brickhouse.
1: <laughs> Here you
0: go. <laughs> I mean, like... Do you, have you like recommended this movie previously? Only on like on a very, very, very like specific case basis. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I don't know, Jordan, are you glad you watched it? I think I am. <laughs> I think I am too. Because, okay, here's why. More for a completionist's sake than actual, than an actual comedy movie sake. I'm really glad that I've seen a movie with Phil Hartman in it. I am glad I've seen a movie with Sinbad where Sinbad is the star. Because now I at least feel like I sort of understand what the appeal of Sinbad was yeah. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I feel like I get Sinbad now. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I really got... I, I think I knew that he was a stand-up guy. Yep. And I didn't really like... Obviously, I so saw him in Good Burger. Yeah. But I I But he's probably, in that for like 10 minutes. Time, yeah, so. I probably thought that that was like stunt casting. I didn't know that he was like a movie guy. Or that he would be any good in a yeah. movie. So ultimately, this is a good like paulie shore and son-in-law in that sense this is a good introduction to a person who in the 90s was a huge deal and now who knows who this guy is in a weird way you yeah. know what i mean like it's history in of it's movie history in a weird way yeah it's it's kind of the stuff that you unearth that's not they're super common because he's he's definitely at this point more of like a cultural relic than like a currently for sure like you know Person who has anything going on that people are seeing, yeah. and I personally have been curious, and now I know. I you know, yeah. <laughs> so at least I did that for you guys. Very so educational. It was educational. I actually did enjoy it, also. like an educational type li- of thing. I probably won't read it or watch I like- it again. <laughs> I like stuff that's really dumb, and this is pretty dumb. Yeah, and also I feel like when we're describing the things that he's doing. It's nowhere near as funny as it actually is. Just because he puts in so many, like, little interjections almost really quickly. He yeah. has great reactions. Yeah. You yep. can tell he's he was a good stand-up comic. For sure. Oh, yeah. And just that, even if... I could see him being somebody who would go to, like, a pitch meeting with, like, a studio executive and just win that guy over almost immediately and just be like, we're absolutely giving this guy a movie. <laughs> yep. You know? <laughs> like... He's a very personable guy. I imagine the executives were essentially clones of Phil Hartman. Like, all of them. Yeah, they're all just, like, loving just the lingo and trying to repeat it and sounding like huge nerds. (laughs) I I do wonder—actually, I did wonder, watching this movie again, how much of it was just Sinbad's improvisation. Oh, there's got to be so much. There's got to be so much. Like, when he's he's given the speech— and he's like trying to get somebody else to talk. He's like, "How oh, about we get this guy with the high water pants to talk first? Because uh, his pants are getting too tight." <laughs> like little moments like that. Yeah. And I, I, I gotta imagine that Gfh thing had to. have oh, yeah. Going around and coming they up with initials let him for go, it for sure. That had to have been. There's a few montages like that there's so many there montages are, in this there's movie. a lot of montages there. there's a lot of like there's just, trying on clothes yeah there's so. even a legitimate trying on clothes montage yes. and they're and they're like dancing in their <laughs> cool Phil Hartman, clothes. and Phil Hartman is like trying to copy Sinbad's <laughs> dance moves and just looking like a huge door. like three times in the whole montage that's just Sinbad like trying to loosen up uh, Phil Hartman's yeah. shoulders yeah like <laughs> literally <laughs> like moving him around man uh. so final verdict uh who should watch this i Um, actually can i quick interject i did not understand i had several moments where i was like who's this for is this for kids? Is right. this for adults? Like the music match does not match with a lot of what's happening. Uh, just there's so many children in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like, a lot of like. Uh, I I would have a hard time guessing who it was meant for, even at the time. Yeah. So uh, anyway. it was. I'll tell you who it was for. It was seven year old me. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's That's who this movie was for because I loved this movie as a kid. Okay, so seven seven year old Anthony. Who else can we recommend this to? Oh boy, I don't like. I honestly don't know who people who are curious people about who are curious about Sinbad, people who are looking like. I always like to like. We kind of talked about like they don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah, I like to like throw movies like this at people who are like, you want to see what the '90s was like? Yeah, <laughs> this got made. Yeah. yeah, these were the kind of decisions that were getting made in the '90s. Yeah, it's very lighthearted, it's, fun. You want like the kind of just absolute throwaway movie. That could be like taken or left by anybody. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. like that's it's just so it's that kind of movie. Like it's yep. a it's a TBS on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a hangout for a hundred minutes yep. with Sinbad. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> and it's, there's a very loose plot that kind of matters. Yeah. Like if you miss stuff, it doesn't matter. It's a movie that is meant to be broken up by commercial breaks. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe track that down if you want. Yeah. Maybe if not. If you want to see it, sure. By all means you're not gonna hate it. I can't imagine somebody hating this. No, movie. no, no. I'll say that. It's yeah. extremely likable. I can't imagine somebody being like, How could this get made? Like Feeling I mean, like it was a waste of time. We looked up like on Rotten Tomatoes like fifteen percent, which is like insane pretty insane to yeah. me. <laughs> Great review though. There's nothing bad, you know, like yeah. Fine. It's, but its you're not going to remember it in a year if you watch it today. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm going to have trouble remembering it next week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't watch this movie when you're seven years old in 1995, you're not going to remember this <laughs> in a year. <laughs> show this to your child, please. Get a time machine. so Show it yeah, to yourself. You have to show it, yeah. <laughs> Final plugs. Final plugs. Go see Tater Totten Patton if you get a chance. Yep. Hopefully it'll be streaming. By the next time I'm on this podcast, hopefully it'll be... More easily accessible, and I'll plug it again. (laughs) Nice. Uh, And follow people should follow you on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at a hookman alpha hotel Oscar Echo (laughs) Kilo Mike Alpha November a hookman. Very nice. Ooh, look at this guy. He knows the military <laughs> alphabet. <laughs> we got a, we got an operator over here. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> uh, other than that, I think that's it. Okay, yeah. Cool. We'll go follow you finally. Thanks for joining thank us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us.